Hi, I'm Michelle Abraham, and today we have a really special episode for you. Welcome, Blissful Parents. We've been working hard behind the scenes and have put together an amazing event with four of our favorite parenting experts. Our Blissful Parenting Behavior Bootcamp features five workshops over five days to help parents get to the root cause of their child's challenging behavior, learn new solutions, and regain their sanity. It's all going to be kicking off in May, and we thought it would be great to share some of our expert tips from the interviews they've done right here on the Blissful Parenting Podcast. Once you've heard a little taste of what each of these have to offer, head on over to blissfulparentingbootcamp.com and get registered as soon as possible. First up is Heather Steinker to help soothe your stress with organization and systems to keep your family out of the meltdown range. When you have like something like a, like a pandemic that happens and you just don't have any control over anything, you just, this is now a really actually a great time for moms to kind of get their household in order because almost every mom or person that I know that has children uh, writes everything down before they go out of town or even if they're just going out for a date night for the sitter and they're just writing like schedule or where to find things like, oh, call me here or there, like the dogs need to be here, you know? So there's so many moving parts to a home that some just don't understand. And like when we go on like a vacation, pre-COVID, post-COVID, whatever, uh, you, I literally write my flight information down. It just takes a lot of time. And it would just be nice to just have all that in one place and it kind of like shift as it change, like change it gradually because nothing really changes too, too much. Where then you're saving your time, you feel more comfortable, and you just can just not have to think about that all the time. Because I know I get some some anxiety when I leave my children at home. Uh, just because, like, is my husband going to do it the right way? Or is he going to you know, throw his hands up and then leave me to do it when I get home? And then it's stressing me out because I can't enjoy myself or go focus on me and what I need to do. Because uh, moms don't really get a lot of time for that. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't like to say no. And I think it's just really important to just take that piece and be like, here you go self-sufficient here and kind of accountable a little bit. Um, I know in this time dads have been having to step up because no one can travel. And there's some moms I've spoken to that like they now have to take the kids to the doctor. Well, they ask the moms like, what if the doctor asks me this question? What if this happens? It's like, here you go. Here was our last doctor's appointment. Here's all the things that you need to know. So then they can kind of like go and feel also like the husbands can kind of have that sense too. Um, and then I have to feel like mom has to just be involved with everything. Next, let's hear from Melissa Dealey, who discovered an astounding connection between her daughter's behavior problems and food sensitivities. You know, behavior, whether it be, you know, overactive and not able to focus and sit still, et cetera, for the age appropriate amount of time, mm-hmm. or, you know, adi- extra loud and attention grabbing, or just, you know, getting on that, you see the frustration levels that mm-hmm. unable to control their emotions and behavior Big for age <laughs> appropriateness, right? And people, parents see this because you see your own child, but then you also see how other people's children are behaving, right? And so I don't want people looking for things that aren't there, but if you're already wondering, Mm -hmm. then that's when, 
do start looking for what could be the trigger, right? Very often, these types of behaviors or inability to control emotion, etc., are the result of an imbalance in the gut, which is triggering the brain to respond the way that it is. Mm-hmm. There are nine messages from the gut for every message from the brain down to the gut. <laughs> so I used to think that our brain was in charge, but yeah. I now believe that the gut is the command center and then the brain is the operation center that makes it happen. Mm. And so when we figure out what's going on in the gut, and we can absolutely do that through testing, like you suggested, there's food sensitivity testing, but there's also some other tests that I can run for people. So there's a stool test that we can do, and there's also a urine test that we can do, and they all give us great information about what's going on inside the gut where we can't mm-hmm. see. And once we know that, we can provide a personalized wellness program for your child using all herbal supplements and holistic approach to help them uh, bring that gut back into balance. It could be they have a parasite. It could be yeast overgrowth. It could be bacterial overgrowth. There's so many things that could be going on inside their gut that we just don't know. But when we clean it up, then as your experience was, your son's behavior improved. Mm-hmm. And I've had that same experience with my both my kids at different times. My youngest daughter, when she was in grade one, would put her head down on her desk after lunch every day. And I'd go in and volunteer. And I saw this and I said to the teacher, what's she doing? And, oh, she's been doing that every day for a couple of weeks now. And I took her to the doctor after asking her why. And she said, my tummy hurts. And the doctor simply said, all oh, little girls get tummy aches. And I'm like, okay. How long does this last? Oh, she'll grow out of it sometime. And I thought, well, that's not very helpful because she's not herself. She no longer wants to go on play date. She no longer wants to play soccer, her true love. She was just not functioning. And so I did a food sensitivity test as well after going to a naturopath to ask about that. Turns out she was highly intolerant to gluten as well as dairy. Mm-hmm. Remove that from her diet. And I got my daughter back, my happy, you know, socializing, life-loving daughter. Our next expert is Chuck Anderson, who was able to stop a family history of screaming and poor communication by addressing the root cause of his children's difficult behavior. And I found myself really challenged as a parent and not only as a parent, but as a human being really challenged with my own emotional responses. And, you know, I, I would get angry in, in places where I didn't really consider myself to be an angry person, but I was, I found myself getting angry and frustrated and, you know, um, and speaking to my child who I love very, very much in a way that, you know, just really felt horrible all in the name of getting them to behave or to teach them, you know, the proper way to do or to have manners or to listen or to do chores or whatever. And it just didn't make any sense to me after a while that my best, the best thing I could come up with to get them to behave better is to make them feel worse. And it just, it it felt horrible. And so I knew that that wasn't going to work long term. My wife and I had lots of conversations about it. 
And so I joined a local support group just to kind of talk with other parents who were going through the same things. And, you know, one thing led to another through that organization. I ended up getting trained as a parenting educator teaching positive behavior management skills. So there's a three-step roadmap that we take people through that does a couple of things. Number one is it starts to develop our awareness of what's really going on. This deals with the idea that there's really only four reasons why children seem to be misbehaving. And we don't need to become masters of thousands of different behavior challenges. We only need to get good at mastering the four reasons why behavior happens and then to respond appropriately to that. So once we really understand those hidden agendas, we can move into five simple steps for solving any parenting problem, even the ones that seem unsolvable because armed with four hidden agendas, you're going to be able to get to the real reason why the behavior is actually happening. Finally, there's Ashley Tolliver bringing you the insight and resources for children with sensory processing issues and neurodiverse brains. So I am a mama to seven-year-old twins. And when they were about three and a half, almost four, I um, had two that I could compare against. And I just thought, well, one's doing one thing, one's not doing the other. I know kids each do their own thing at their own time. But just something felt a little off on one of mine, on my, my little boy. They're boy-girl twins, by the way. And um, he was just big in everything he did. His emotions were big. His actions were big. Everything felt huge, as it does for most toddlers or young ones. But his was just so over the top. And there were moments of um, a lot of tears at that point in my mm-hmm. life. Um, he was physically throwing things. We had to take his door off, screaming. It was just really hard. And um, being a nurse, as you mentioned, I am somebody who's going to research the heck out of something and find the answer. I'm just kind of addicted, like, give me more of it. So I did. I just started researching and I thought, why am I researching to keep that information to myself? I can't be the only mom out here struggling like this. So I think the first thing I had to do was figure out kind of what was the underlying cause. And I'm not saying a cause isn't a bad cause, just the underlying issue that's boiling up inside. And when I started parenting that kid, it was really for my son, who was just Mm -hmm. so much. Um, as my daughter has developed, we've learned a lot, or I've learned a lot that um, has taught me about her. And so first off, I started to find out where what was the underlying issue. And so we quickly learned that it was sensory processing disorder for him. He has anxiety like deep in his blood. Um, he also is a, an obsessive compulsive perfectionist on much of mm-hmm. the things he does in his life. Not things I want, like not cleaning his room. That's <laughs> right. not that would be too happen. easy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can bet that the Legos will be in the right order in his room. So um, there was that for him. And then as I was diving in and learning more, I was really discovering a lot about ADHD. And I'm pretty sure that's in my family genetics. And so then my daughter, um, that became very clear that's who she was. And then sensory processing issues as well for her. So the first thing that really just helped me is learning about different um, neuro struggles. And uh, this is not a bad thing, right? We, there's mm-hmm. dyslexia there, which people wouldn't even know by looking at a person, right? Neuro struggles. It's just something that we have, neurodiverse brains. I love that. And once I found out some information about specific things, and I started going, what works for those specific things? Mm-hmm. So for things for like anxiety, I know that 
time and um, time management and routine is so key. So we have like a clock at our house that's just a dial it and then it, a timer that goes off. And this helps my son not freak out that, oh my gosh, I'm late to school when no, you have 30 minutes. It's okay. We'll do the 10 minutes for brushing your teeth and eating breakfast or the 10 minutes for the games. And it just, that seemed to help with the anxiety of things, which if you can calm the anxiety down, the other stuff doesn't feel so heavy. As you can see, Blissful Parents, we have an amazing lineup put together to help you get to the root cause of your child's challenging behavior so you can learn and implement new strategies that will finally get things turned around. Sound like something you need? Be sure to get registered and head on over to blissfulparentingbootcamp.com to get in-depth workshops from all of these experts, plus bonuses and printables to transform how you and your child relate to one another. Until next time, Blissful Parents, Michelle Abraham, your host here, go out there and be blissful. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.